It's been a while. Mm-hmm. I gotta get my mojo back. Let me, <laughs> let me catch my bearings. Let me catch my bearings because I feel like I feel like I definitely feel like we're back. Yes, we are back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to We Ain't Them. I am your host, Rob the Realist, aka Rasan, alongside my lovely of loveliest co-hosts, Ebs. Hey guys, did did you miss us? They should have. They I, definitely. I should've. think they did. Before we get started today, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe to our YouTube channel, as well as check us out on Spotify and as well as Apple Podcasts. So. It's been a minute, guys. You haven't seen us. Mm-hmm. Now, I know some of y'all are wondering why you haven't seen us. Ebs, would you like to tell them why? <laughs> oh, man. A lot has happened. <clears throat> a lot has happened. <laughs> yes, yes. For those who don't know, me and Ebony are engaged. Woo-hoo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She said yes, guys. I did mm-hmm. the damn thing. Finally. Uh, eventually, somehow, there, there'll be a clip here uh, of, of showing the highlights and all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, we've been kind of busy. Mm-hmm. It's been a busy couple of months just trying to catch our bearings and all that. But we are back. Yes, we are. So my lovely fiance, mm. how are you doing today? I'm doing good. A little exhausted. You know, work has been kicking my ass. But for the most part, I'm pretty decent. How have you been? I mean, I'm here. I am here. I'm chilling. Mm -hmm. Dealing with what I got to deal with. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just a part of life. I'm feeling a little frisky. You know, I, you know, not being on the mic for, for, you know, two months. I got some energy to give. Speaking of energy, let's just recap what's been going on. Uh, let's start with oh, Mr. Shortman Complex himself, Tory Lanez. This nigga. <laughs> so I swear I did not want to talk about this man. I really, really did not yeah, want to talk about I, him. I, I, yeah. But this man now all of a sudden is playing. Say please, help me, please. Help me, help me, please. Help me, please. Because, you know, he out here begging and crying for the judge to give him a retrial. And the judge denied him. And and you you put yourself in that position, bro. Like, yeah, that's fine. what you want me to do? What you want anybody else to do? You want somebody to feel sorry for you? Somebody said it on Twitter. Mm. And it is a, a good fact. That if he would have kept his mouth completely shut, this whole thing might have gone away. Because ain't nobody really was going to take this to trial. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm. From what was being told early in the trial, the young lady, you know, Meg was going to just let it happen. It was just, they was going to lie, just mm-hmm. let it happen. Yeah. And the case would have been dropped. Nothing would have happened and you would have yeah. moved on. But you wrote a check that your ass can't cash now look at you now look at you 
Don't worry though, bro. Listen, you can still make money. Listen, there's guys on YouTube who make who make these jail brick sandwiches and they show you how to make it. Oh, so man. you could do that on YouTube and maybe you could make some more money for your album sales. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're gonna make a song called Brick Sandwich. Shoot. Who knows? Um, but sure, honey, what's your thoughts on this? I don't have any thoughts. I'm be honest. Like <laughs> Um, I'm I'm so over Tory Lanez. I'm too busy focused on Meg Thee Stallion's rebrand and her recent photos. She's been looking beautiful. The glow is everything. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not really focused. I mean, Tory Lanez is just ugh, we keep dragging it. Like, dude, like you did what you did. Like, get over yourself. I know there's a lot of fans out there that love him, but. Right is right and wrong is wrong. He shot her. He shot Megan. I don't care if she was at a party a week later. Facts are the facts. He did shoot her, whether it was intentional or not. And he has to do he has to do the time for that. And that's all there is to it. If you want sympathy from me, you ain't getting it. Yeah, me neither. Sorry. Yeah, so let's move on to Let's talk about the Met Gala. <laughs> what about it? What about it, um, darling? So I I get what people were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I get the the paying homage to. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me his name again? I'm sorry. Carl Lagerfeld. Carl Lagerfeld. So I understand he. You know you're paying homage to him, but Joaquin Phoenix. No, sorry, that wasn't Joaquin Phoenix. That was sorry, Jared Leto. Why did I say Joaquin? Phoenix? I don't know why. That's oh, kinda... I was thinking. I was thinking of the Joker. That's why. because they both played the Joker. Exactly. But actually, one did it correctly. <laughs> you are actually accurate about one that. did it correctly. So Jared Leto came in this goddamn cat costume and paying homage to to Carl's cat. Don't he gives a shit? Jared they Leto. Do. First of all, Jared Leto is a piece of shit. We we all can come to a conclusion about that. I don't even know. There were a how... lot of people at that Met Gala that were a piece of shit. That's true. What's your point? You got. That's why there's a lot of artists, like a lot of like celebrities that don't even really go anymore. It was like, yo, it's just honestly a a platform for just a bunch of highfalutin motherfuckers, (laughs) you know, people that just are just so like narcissistic or whatever, whatever. I think what's her name? Not Amy Fowler, but um, oh my god, what is her name from SNL? She's Amy Fowler's best friend, the other comedian. Oh shoot! I know exactly. You know who I'm talking about, right? She was on. She was doing an interview and she talked about it. And um, I, I, I even though I've never gotten an invitation, I probably never will in this lifetime, and that's okay. Um, I believe her. I believe her. Um, and yeah, there were a lot of people who paid homage to Carl's cat. Not only did Jared Leto do it, but um, Doja did it as well. And so did, allegedly, I'm not sure. No, definitely, because he was meowing like a cat. Um, Little Nas X. <laughs> he looked so adorable. Those little cheeks. <laughs> um, by the way, Tina Fey was who you were talking Tina about. Tina Fey. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Forgive me. <laughs> um, as far as the outfits, I was a little confused. No, no, no. There's one outfit. That I just ne- didn't understand, and I probably won't understand. ASAP Rocky, your outfit, what the fuck was that? You had jeans on with a skirt and this, t- oh, bro, 
there's a definition of doing too much and you are that definition. Mm. Now, I mean, now, Rihanna was looking over. Rihanna would be doing too much too, but it's worth it. It's it's worth every No, no, moment. no. You know you want to know what's worth every single penny? What? The best dressed person for the Met Gala. Who you thought who? Janelle Monet. God. You just saying God. that cuz you're seeing them without clothes. Listen, Janelle, John, just listen, Janelle Monet's fine as fuck. I don't She's know what gorgeous. The fuck you're talking about. I, I, since day one. Listen, you know I mean? listen. She came in looking like a Navajo cone. And like, she really, really <laughs> you mean did. The TP? Yeah, she looked like a real TP out here. I was real confused about what the hell was going on. Then, boom. All you see is. Oh, you Yo, see, it's curved I was, everywhere. I, no, I, was, I was living for her at the Met Gala after party when she was ooh, on top of that. I ooh, was living Jesus. for her then. Like <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah, Whew, they really showed out. They really showed out. She really they. showed out. She also oh, she goes they. by. She goes by both. Okay. Aha. Okay. Aha. I did my research. Okay. I did my research. I got you. You got it. Yes, but I got it too. All right, so following up from people at the... Oh, wait, we did forget one person. And I feel like it's rude. Shout out to our favorite little tiny comedian. Quinta! I'm sorry. (laughs) I love her. I love her. I love her. Oh, my God. I was so happy to see her on... At the Met Gala, she she looked amazing, and I know she she just looked happy, you know. Yeah, she's been she been living it up now. Yeah. Unfortunately, I wish she was living it up the way she wanted to because we have to talk about this writer strike. I don't. I will never understand why media does the things they do because I'm not in that position right mm. now. Yeah, but. To literally sit there and say you're not gonna pay your writers, you're you you you're not gonna treat them the way they deserve when they're the cause for your networks to stand is blatant bullshit to me. Yeah. You know, it's been now about two weeks. There's been no progress. And now all these people have to continuously do reruns. This is the shit that y'all wanna keep going on and keep going on with. It, it doesn't make sense. Yo, Keenan himself, he was like, oh, wait, I ain't got to be at SNL this week? Yeah. Cool, he, yo, <laughs> screw that. I'm going to go see some fights. He went. He was at the last um, UFC, UFC fight. fight. Front seat. He was, front like, seat he was like, oh, I ain't got to be here? All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. but, but it's a real shame mm-hmm. that a lot of these people think that they can just, which is an interesting thing nowadays. Now they're talking about, oh, making AI. Like using AI to write write stuff. There's no AI that is going to replace what creative minds can do. Exactly. No way, no how. I don't give a shit. Because guess what? AI, like all these people who's doing these AI things with these songs and stuff like that, guess what? It's somebody behind that AI. There's a literal human being behind those AIs mm. to make those things happen. So That's guess true. what? There are actual human beings who write the way they write to make the shows that they make. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. That's a fact. And I will say this, like, it's affecting a lot of things because, like, the writers, they bring so much 
to whatever it is, whether it's a show, whether it's a movie, like you guys got to pay them. You, you guys got to pay them what they're worth. Like it's ridiculous. It's crazy. And I mean, and speaking of AI, did you not see like with the music? I'm sorry, Timbaland. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Okay, to overhear him, and I get it, he wanted to always make a song with Biggie. So so did I, right? Everybody would have loved the privilege of writing or making some type of music with this man. What kills me, right? To hear Biggie's voice in 2023 saying things like, it's giving, First of, all, so first of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, I'm gonna stop it. And it's disrespectful. You could say that all you want to, but, but here's the real problem: that did not sound like Biggie whatsoever. That's what I'm saying. The whole like, no, not not the whole lyrics itself, uh-huh. but the voice. It didn't sound like Biggie. It sounded like it sounded like a, a older, like a probably a sixty year old version of Biggie or fifty year old b- version of Biggie. And Timberland but was dev- happier than a motherfucker yeah, bumping yo, his head. Yeah, I, I like, can't believe. Come on, yeah, bro. I never got to do a song with Big nigga. Now you never going to. Yeah. So shut your ass up. You sound crazy. Where is Miss Wallace? I don't know. But, <laughs> Somebody but Tim, get Miss Tim, Wallace. Timberland, yeah. you are a one of a kind. Mm-hmm. Producer, we give you all the credit in the world for yeah. the beast that you have made. You have made some legendary beasts. We we love you for it. And you've you, worked with some amazing artists. Amazing artists from Missy Elliott, Aaliyah, Aaliyah, Justin Timberlake. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Tweet. Yeah, hell I love yeah. Tweet. What you mean? Shoot, I love Tweet. Um, I oh when you was working with Loon, that shit was fire. Yup. And, and um, don't forget about uh no not Loon Magoo. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! They made some bops. Together. They did make some bops. That's why I'm like I can't even <laughs> act like it's not a real thing. Um, so for to see you go stoop to this level is really telling. About where your mind is at, like. But my thing is, is how he was bumping. I'm still gonna talk about it. And making the 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 and making the mm face, like like first of all, first of all, like, first of all, let me explain to you something. We saved those faces for good shit. That was not good <laughs> shit. Do you know the face we be talking about? That face that black people be making when when they, they hear something they, on fire. Just, mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah, that you face. That? You really do that? Oh, yeah, I definitely do that. You, you, you do that? Especially when I hear something fire that I never heard before. I'm like, I make that beat tight <laughs> face. <laughs> I cannot. But Tim, Tim, Timbo, Timbo, where's Missy? Missy got to talk to you. Cause t- yeah, t- t- somebody get Miss Wallace, get Missy on the phone. Like, like this is I, ridiculous. I, I, I don't know, bro. Somebody like, come get Tim. <laughs> speaking of music. Ah. Let's talk about this stupid ass lawsuit. This lawsuit that has finally been done with between Marvin Gaye's estate and Ed Sheeran. Um, oh that. I don't know what's going on over there at that estate, but y'all are really the definitions of trying to find money stuff. Y'all really find like honestly, I understood the whole Pharrell thing, right? Um, blurred lines. Yeah, I, that yeah, it sounds similar for sure. But this. Y'all, y'all, y'all are funny. I was, yo, look at me. I hope y'all looking. Watch this. 
right? <laughs> I want y'all to look at me. Are y'all broke? Do y'all need money? Do we need to sort y'all go for me? Do we? Do you need help? They shouldn't. It's Marvin Gay. Marvin fucking Gay. It's the estate. It's just the estate. I know that, but like, are y'all broke? Is is the money not coming in? Is the currency not falling for y'all? Mm. If it's not, then you need to tell us. You need to let us know. Listen, if you are in debt, blink once. If you just act in the ass, take your ass home. Yeah, stay like, in your y'all, state. Y'all are y'all are really. I mean, granted, like. I, if we're gonna put race into it or whatever, like yes, and I'm yes, yes, this is something to consider. The fact that you know they they do tend to steal our shit and get away with it. They do, they do. So I mean, I they mean, steal their own shit. I'm still, I'm still their own shit. White people, I'm still stuck on this freaking new version of I'm blue. I don't like it. Oh, I God. don't like it. Is that with it. what Charlie XCX? I, I don't know who it is. Oh God! But yeah, but like I don't like it. I don't can y'all like leave? It. Can, can y'all leave? Let me explain to you alone. something. Back in the days, there was only one set of people mm-hmm. that can steal a song that we really like. That we really like, and that is fucking smooth criminal. Oh, by Ant Farm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yo, black people fuck that shit up. Exactly. Okay? We fucks with we, some Ant Farm. We like we like the Ant Farm version too. That shit hits. Okay, I know I like it. I still Yo, like it. That version was hitting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The little fucking kid dancing in the music with video with the mask. Pre-pandemic, okay? Exactly. That kid knew what the fuck was going on. He knew what it was. He knew. That boy knew something we did not know. Exactly. period. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Let me stop. Let me stop. That was my shit. Yeah. But, But yeah, back to this, I don't feel like this had anything to do with race, but more had to do with greed. Mm. And that is a big problem. Like, that's the... That's the history of the state in general. They're more focused on greed than they are about the music. And the legacy. And the legacy. And it, it really shows. And what's dumb about it is you did all this, all this shit. All you have to pay lawyers to lose a case. <laughs> to lose a case. Yeah. They make no fucking sense. I don't know. Really, It's a really silly lawsuit, man. Mm. Let that go, guys. Come on. Just let it go. Yeah. <sighs> All right. I don't like to talk about this, these things. Well. But let's kind of jump into the thing that I know Ebony wants to talk about. So let's just get through it. Ebony K. Williams. Let's just talk about it. Oh, that. Because <laughs> for some reason... <sighs> Take it away. Take it away. Please take it away. Because this shit want? is irritating me. What's, well, let's get to the crux. What's irritating you? I don't really give a shit about the... I mean, I don't care about her comments. Mm. I keep saying she's entitled to what she feels. Yeah. My problem is, which I keep saying, mm-hmm. is that I am so fucking sick of this relationship talk. A lot of people are. Like, I think a like, lot of people are tired of it. And for those of you who have not seen it... um. Ebony K. Williams, who's also, you know, she's a lawyer. Um, she's been on the Housewives of New York, and she's done, um, oh my God, the state of the culture with um, Joe Budden, Remy Ma, and um, I forgot the other guy's name. Forgive me. Is it Jinxie? 
Jinx? Yeah. So, like, she, you know, she has her own money. She has her own bag or whatever. And now she's currently a commentator on The Griot, which is used to be the Black News Network or the Black News Channel. Forgive me. Um, and she had invited Ayanla Van Zandt onto the show and had an interview with her. And um, the clip that went viral was when, of course, when Ayanla asked Ebony, would you date a bus driver? And she said... And I'm going to say it very slowly. If he owned the bus. And from then on, that's when everything just unraveled and a lot of hit dogs hollered. And a lot of things that were untrue. Like, I've never seen so much, like, delusion in my life. And I need to understand why everyone was upset. You have Dr. Umar saying, oh, uh, don't let me find out you're with a white man and you're with da-da-da-da-da. She, let me tell you something. Ayanna Van Zandt asked her, would she date a bus driver? Not a black bus driver, just a bus driver. So the fact that there's so many black men getting mad, that already shows me, like, okay, like, are y'all all bus drivers? Or, like, what exactly are y'all mad about? You know, in 2020, you know, Kevin Samuels had y'all in y'all feelings and, and feeling strong and wrong about your preferences. Why can't she describe what hers is? Like, I don't understand. And technically, if you really think about it, Rasana, are you listening? Listen, listen very clearly. If you really think about it, she never said she wouldn't date a bus driver, if you technically think about it. Ayanna asked her, would you date a bus driver? She said, if he owned the bus. So technically, she didn't say no, <laughs> if you really think about it. But, you know, all jokes aside, I do feel the same way Rasan feels. I feel like this relationship shit is... Um, has ran its course. And, you know, I did listen to the whole interview. Did you listen to the whole interview? We still we we still talking about this relationship thing. I don't want to talk about it. I, oh, so I'm you know what? You know what? No, you know what? No, no, no. I got this, ladies and gentlemen. I wasn't done, ladies and I gentlemen. Just, I, no, no, no. I understand, but ladies and gentlemen, I I'm out. I, I don't want to talk about this no more. I don't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it no more. I can't do it. I can't do it. I would it like for you to. Annoying. It is very annoying. I don't want to do it. Rasan Gary. I don't want to do it. Rasan Gary. You should miss Gary. Future Mrs. Gary. Please have a seat. You know what? Will you? Will you? Yeah. Yeah. Please have a seat. Um, I'm sorry. But on a serious note, you guys, um, I really feel like everybody should just do what's best for them. You know, when did we as black people become these kind of gatekeepers for like telling people what they want to do? If Ebony K. Williams doesn't want to date a bus driver, which she technically never said she didn't. Um, that's her preference. I mean, she is somebody who has worked her ass off to get to a certain level in life, and she wants to date somebody or be with somebody who can match that. And I've heard a lot of, like, men and some women, of course, you know, kind of shaming her and, you know, making her feel bad for her preference. And I will say this, like, I don't see y'all shaming any other race of women for their preference. As a matter of fact... I don't think if Ebony K. Williams was a white woman, I don't even think Ayanna would ask her that question because nobody asks white women or Latino women, Asian women, would you date a bus driver or would you or, or, or just having this mentality that they should just settle. 
we don't have to if we don't want to, okay? A lot of black women, we have grown up and we've seen our mothers settle, some of us, not all, our, father, our, our, our grandmothers settle, some of our aunts settle, and to be quite honest, we're tired. We want to be taken care of. We want to be with somebody who is a provider, um, whether that means to date somebody who already has the means for that or to meet somebody who has, who's already working on themselves to getting there and, you know, building with that person. Not building that person, but building a foundation with that person. People, I mean, women don't want to be the sole, especially black women, we're tired of being the sole breadwinners. And a lot of the times we end up being that because, I mean, if you look at it, 36.1% of us are college graduates compared to the 26% of black men that aren't. So a lot of us do make more money. And we want, I mean, when Ebony K. Williams had the rebuttal the second time before she got on The Breakfast Club, a lot of people viewed her rhetoric as classist. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't, you know. I feel like, yeah, y'all need to step up, you know. Step up if you guys want a certain thing, if y'all want a certain way of life, there are certain things you have to do. Yes, there are a lot of barriers towards getting there, of course, but I mean, try. <laughs> you have to try somewhere, you know, whether it's going to school or whether it's getting, uh, um, you know, doing a trade, it doesn't matter, you know, be the best you that you can be. And that's all, that's all black women could ask for, really, to be honest. And I know some people disagree and some people may agree, but I feel like even just the whole conversation itself, I do feel like both sides made sense. You know, there's a lot of women who agreed with Ebony because they only want to date somebody who just has money. They don't want to, they don't care about the personality, they don't care, they just want to be flown out or whatever. If that's your preference, go ahead. But I feel like Ayanla, who's also an attorney, mind you, y'all would have known that if y'all watched the whole interview, was coming from a different, a different, you know, aspect. And I think both sides ought to be respected. But I don't think Ebony deserved all the slack that she, that she got. I don't. Yes. Moving on. <laughs> all right. I don't want to talk about this because I don't really care. The woman is allowed to have her preference. She's not saying everybody should do it. She is saying she should do it. And if that's what she wants to do, she deserves to. Ladies and gentlemen, I need y'all to understand something that that I don't want to be the asshole to say it, but y'all niggas need to start staying in y'all tax bracket. If you make a certain amount of money, Stay in your tax bracket. That's where you should kind of be. Mm. She knows her tax bracket. So she going to go after what her tax bracket is. There's nothing wrong with that. But but here's the black man who's dick riding and who just want to be angry and puff their chest. And, ooh, shut your ass up. The reality is she's entitled to what she wants. She wants. You're entitled to what you want. If you want somebody to just love you and appreciate you and you ain't worried about the money, good for you. If she wants somebody that can that can pay for things that she wants and 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 do what what she what they can for her, 
she is entitled to that. Everybody is entitled to what they want. I am so tired of this goddamn conversation because it is an ongoing bullshit conversation. Every fucking day. Every day. Every day. This is why people kind of get tired of us. They get tired of relationship podcasts. This shit is a dry streak. It is dry. And I'm not talking about... And let me And let me clarify something mm-hmm. here. Go ahead. I am talking about purely just black people, just all they do is talk about relationships. Because they only... They do it... They do the same exact thing a million different ways. Now, can it work? Yes. But does it need to... Do people need to move on and find something new to talk about? Yes, it is just a thing. If you talk about it every now and then, I I understand it is a it's a topic that is always gonna be there. So every now and then, sure. Like the one thing, like 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 let's say example, like mm. a good example for me would be somebody some a uh like a podcast that mm-hmm. does it well, but they don't talk about relationships. They talk about things that they they know what they like to enjoy is a horrible decisions, mm-hmm. right? Horrible decisions, they talk about sex. Mm-hmm. They kind of stay in that population of sex. Right. Now, people could say, well, sex gets old. No, no, it does not. That topic can stretch far and wide, far and wide. There's so much lengths you could go at with sex. Relationships, especially in the black community, it it gets smaller and smaller and smaller as you go by in life. You you don't realize it as it's happening. Mm. But if you think and you listen to one person's thing, they're saying the same thing that other people are saying. They're just saying it in a different way. It's literally the exact same thing. Well, I, I can agree and I can also disagree. I feel like there are like, other than horrible decisions, there are actual podcasts with that actually teach not teach, but discuss actual healthy relationships. However, those are not the ones that go viral. It's the ones with the red pill content and the content of, you know, you know, all that other stuff. You're right. You are right. You are actually right. So a friend of mine actually just told me about a podcast with a married couple. Yeah. Um, And they just talk about the different hijinks that they go through because I believe the wife is a comedian and the... um, the husband is a writer mm-hmm. and they just work well. They mesh with each other. They just talk about different things. They talk about different adventures and stuff like that. That can work. That is a great example because you're talking about being a married couple and loving each other and giving the tools to make things work. Whereas there's like Eb said, there's a lot of content now. It's just negative Nancy's all the time like the nobody time. want to deal with that shit all the all time and, and the, the fucking and, time and you know what's so sad is that it spills over into real life people don't know how to differentiate social media from real life so it falls into actual relationships it does and people telling you know like i'm gonna be honest like i made myself i decided to no longer take advice from people who aren't living the life that they tell that they're trying to portray you know, I rather take advice from people who are actually in healthy marriages, healthy relationships, and are very vulnerable with, you know, the mistakes they may have made and, you know, the efforts they've taken to change. I cannot continue to hear on the internet about 
you know, all this stuff. Oh, I want a high value man or whatever, whatever. And I'm being flown out to Dubai. And then when they come home, they're coming home to a bedroom that may have a Birkin or two, but a cold bed. Like I can't, I can't take advice from you because I'm not, I'm not learning anything. And if you, and the thing is people have trivialized relationships. Relationships is not just all about dating somebody just for money. Yes, stability is important, but I feel like people are kind of missing the mark on what's really true and what's really needed in relationships, especially black relationships, because a lot of some of our relationships are rooted in toxicity and it's rooted in trauma. And a lot of it comes from what we may have seen our parents went through or our grandparents or even just being left alone in society and it just spills over into social media and then we're taking this and putting it in. It's just like a cycle that won't change. So it's like we really need to change our mindset on how we view relationships. Um, you know. Actually, let's strike that. What? I would take it a little step further. I would say mm-hmm. that how about we just turn the turn turn the negativity off. It's as simple as that. Well, there that's is, what I'm saying. There we is, have to change our mindset on how we view relationships. If if and you stop trivializing it, yeah, of course. If you want to pick, it, like a good recommendation, mm-hmm. I didn't know, remember the the couple's name. Um, I don't remember their names, but the podcast is called and it's so funny. And then we had sex. I think I heard about that one. Yeah, yeah. it's really really good. Yeah. Um, and that is some good advice. What they give is their stories. And it's not just about advice, but they're just, they mesh well. Mm. It, they mesh like, when I look at them, I think of me and Eb. I think of how they mesh well, how they do things, how they talk about each other, and how they just connect. It just works very well. And and those podcasts should get more respect. I know that they're coming they're coming to New York in, I believe, September or October. Mm. I'm definitely making it my mission to go. And I would advise if you guys get the chance to check them out at And Then We Had Sex. They are very funny and very enjoyable to watch. I I don't have it in me anymore to continue to watch so much negativity in the I, world. Yeah, me neither. I, I can't, can't do it. I can't do it. And most important, and also, I can't do the things where everybody is just talking about the most random things in the world that like they what? doing. And what do you mean? Um, what was the most recent thing that shout out to shout out to Chisel Adonis that he posted about a woman who said, "Oh, um, I'm we met some people at a party and I let them raw dog me." Like I don't, I don't need to know that. I, I don't. Mean- don't need to. That's the to internet is gonna internet, bro. The, exactly. Like, at at this point, day. I mean, at this point, you know, make your coin anyway, and yeah. yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Um, and most importantly, just like just ending this, like really quick, we need to stop telling women, black women, to settle. Period. That's all I'm gonna say. Stop. Just stop. I mean, that's not really. Again, that's relationship talk, which I really don't. I'm just saying, just that, that's just something that needs to stop. We need to stop that. All right. So the last thing that we're going to talk about today, and as you can see, my eyes are closed and my mind is racing a million thoughts because I really, I hate to have discussions like this. I hate to have conversations about this. I hate 
when these things happen. But it's just so close to home. I I gotta talk about it. <sighs> Rest in peace to Jordan Neely. <sighs> I don't. <sighs> I really don't. Don't really know much. How, like. <sighs> I don't know how to really talk about this because for a person who practices BJJ, right? I know, I know that if you hold on too long to a chokehold, it is a definite possibility that somebody could die. That's definitely a homicide. For most people, especially if you know BJJ, a minute at most, it could 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 cause somebody to pass out. Fifteen minutes, fifteen yeah, minutes in a fucking chokehold. It's like it's very disheartening at yeah. this point. Um, and uh, for those who don't know the story. Um, Jordan Neely who suffered from mental illness he was on the train and he was threatening people and uh, this marine who thought he was a hero who tried to play captain save a nigga or save a bitch or be a bitch whatever you want to pick at it that day and um, he, he put his hands on the person he put his hands on Mr. Neely. He didn't have to. He Yes, threats were going around. I get that. But the man did not put his hand physically on anybody at no point. My whole thing is, in my life, I always say, you could threaten me a million times. You could threaten me with a good time, whatever. But my whole thing is, you don't put your hands on me, we ain't never going to have no problems. The man did not. It wasn't a self-defense mechanism. It wasn't self-defense. And anybody who, his lawyer who was saying that bullshit, he could eat a dick. He could really, truly eat a dick. When I read the fucking statement that he had the audacity to say, oh, we should do better about mental illness. How about your client, who was 24 years old, should know not to be put himself in that position? Just ignore it. You a fucking Marine. Have some fucking dignity about yourself. Then again, I, let me not say nothing because the military is going to be mad if I say what I really feel. But um, at the at this point, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It was ruled a homicide. There is no fucking, oh, we have to look into pending cases. Nigga, this is a homicide. It is a homicide. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. There should be no discussion about it. The nigga should be in jail. But no, what y'all did? Y'all brought him in for questioning, and then y'all let the bitch-ass nigga go. But, you know, that's America for you. No fucking guts, no fucking glory. There's a lot, for me, there's a lot to unravel here. But the first thing I'm going to say is, that boy didn't have to get killed. Um, we shouldn't, like, 15 minutes? How many stops did you go through 
before you realize this man was dead, you know? But there's a lot to unpack, and I'm just going to be very, very frank here. Um, I feel like there's a lot of fake outrage. Um, I know that people have been protesting. I think the protesting is bullshit for a lot of reasons. And um, I know there are some people I know personally that's protesting, however, I know them. I know the background they come from, I know they're in the same field as me, and they have empathy. So I'm not talking about y'all. The reason why I said the protesting is bullshit, um, even Eric Adams, he had a statement today, what he said was bullshit, oh, and I'll tell you why. I will tell you precisely why. I feel like those people, I would ask those people who are protesting and so outraged, save the homeless. I would ask those people one question. If you are riding on the train, could be any line, going to work, and a homeless person comes on the train, this person is presented malodorous, he is presented with severe mental illness. Now, granted, I'm not a clinical psychologist, but we're going to just go off of visuals here. The man is talking to himself. He's erratic. His eyes are wild. He smells terrible. And of all the places that he chooses to sit on the train, he chooses to sit right next to you. I would ask those protesters who are just going so hard, would you still sit there or would you move? Let me give you another example. If you're on the platform waiting for the train, the train is about to come. And the same type of homeless person, clearly mentally ill, doesn't smell right, erratic, stands directly behind you as a train is approaching. Would you not move? And the reason why I'm bringing this up and why I brought up Mr. Adams is because, hmm, do you remember who Michelle... Alisa Go is? Does that name ring a bell? Kind of. This woman was killed. as an Asian-American woman who was killed December 15th. I believe it was 2022. You want to know how she was killed? How? A homeless man by the name of Marshall Simon pushed her. And the reason why I'm bringing this up and why I'm saying this is fake motherfucking outrage is because the motherfucker that killed Jordan Neely is free. Mind you, he's a marshal. He, he's a, what, what is he? A, um, Marine. a Marine, an ex-Marine. And he allegedly suffers from PTSD, right? Okay, that's mental illness. Marshall Simon pushed an Asian woman onto the train tracks. He had mental illness and he was locked up instantly. Eric Adams locked him up instantly. So what is the difference? What is the difference? This happened just last year. He, why? Because he's an ex-Marine? He's not homeless? If y'all can Marsha, lock up Marshall Simon, which of course he deserved to be locked up. He killed somebody. If y'all can lock his ass up... That motherfucker needs to be locked up too. And that's why I said this is all fake outrage because all those people who are, save the homeless, we need to save the homeless. Marshall Simon was homeless. He killed somebody. 
He went to jail. Y'all was fine with that. It wasn't no, oh, we need better service for the homeless. We need better service for, for mentally ill people. That wasn't the, the rhetoric then. A homeless, a black homeless man gets killed by another man with a mental illness, just like Marshall Simon, and he is not in jail. This is all bullshit. And I think it was like maybe a week after Eric Adams and Kathy Hochul had proposed like this thing during, it was during, no, it was during the pandemic. They had, they had did this. Oh, we're just gonna go and hire some more, oh, excuse me, hire more police and we're gonna go into the train station and just snatch up a bunch of homeless people and just throw them in the hospitals. Well, guess what? During the pandemic, the hospitals were so full with COVID patients that they could not take in any mental health patients, anybody that was mentally ill. And if they did admit them, they were discharged. They were discharged with no type of aftercare plan, no type of referrals, no type of nothing. That's why when Eric Adams spoke today, I couldn't take him seriously. Because as somebody who's been in case management, who's been in social work, who's been working with people who live in marginalized communities, who don't have nowhere to go, who have substance use issues, who have mental health issues, you're planning on cutting half of our, what is it, $586 million. You're, you're taking that away from health home programs and nonprofit organizations that are set in place to help these people? What are you talking about? I don't know why this man is in office. I'm sorry. I just, right. I can't. All right. I want the cameras to look at me. Um, I want this message, because I'm going to put it up, but I want this message to be very, very loud and clear. Eric Adams, from the bottom of my heart, fuck you. Facts. Personally, personally, fuck you. As a black man, you are the worst kind of black man. You fucking Uncle Tom ass bitch. I want to make this very clear to you. I want to make this very clear to you. If you have the real audacity or you have some balls, I want you to hear this message. Hear my message very clear. You a Brooklyn nigga? Well, so am I. How about two Brooklyn niggas sit down and have a conversation about all your fuck-ups and what you not doing right? But you're not going to do that because I'm I'm the little guy, right? I'm the little gr- guy. So you no, don't really care. He'd rather stop and frisk you. Yeah, like yeah, you're right. you 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 rather stop and frisk me. But you know what? I want you to see this because I'm going to see your ass soon. One hey, way or another. What do you mean you're going to see Relax, me? relax, relax. Clarify for the audience, please. Let me explain to you something. I am a professional. Oh, uh-huh. I'm professional. Now, I know your little connections with all these different places, including, oh, say, the Gentleman's Factory. Oh, he's connected to the Gentleman's Factory? Oh, yeah, he is. He sure is. Wow. And I know that you guys are going to be having some, some stuff come up. I will politely shake, my, shake your hand and tell you to your face, I don't believe in a single word that you're saying. You would really do that? I would really do that. Because... From the bottom of my heart, I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're from. But if I don't believe in the shit that you spewing, I will tell you that. And I'll explain to you why in very thorough detail. 
I would like to meet you too, Mr. Adams, and explain to you why it's important that these nonprofit organizations get more funding. Um, we're short staff. We need we need access to better things for the for for you know for people who have mental illness, people who are homeless. Like we need more money. Money. We need more funding grants. It's not fair that you and Miss Hochul are just trying to just get rid of it. I think just recently they did this pharmacy carve out, where eventually the pharmacy that's in my agency is no longer gonna be there. So clients that have HIV and all this stuff, they can't get their, their antiretrovirals from us no more. And they depended on us for that. So it's like, y'all are really bugging. And then it's like, like I said, to see you on the television or, or wherever, I think I saw you on Instagram, talking about this, like, oh, um, Jordan is the same name as my son. Like, what are you trying? Well, you're, you're tugging on our heartstrings for what? You're tugging on our heartstrings and and and. And fucking us, stabbing us in the back. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And I personally would like to talk to you, too. Because I, I, I you know, as somebody who's worked in nonprofit since 2015, like, something, we, we need better services. Things like the killing of Jordan Neely could have been avoided. I know he's been in, in and out of institutions and all this stuff. He's been arrested. But I'm tired of people creating this narrative. Like, when he died, they had the nerve to talk about, oh, well, he's been in jail and he's da-da-da-da. Let me tell you something. When that man strangled him to death, his rap sheet wasn't written on his back. So I don't want to hear that. Yes, of course. Yes, he's a criminal. He's a criminal. But he did all that stuff did not conclude to why he died on that day. So we need to stop. I don't give a shit about all that. I, I'll keep saying this. Let me make, make this clear again. Eric Adams, me and you can have a sit-down discussion. You could come on the podcast, but we know you're not going to. He's not going but to. we want to talk. We want to talk. We want to see your side of your point of view. Now, we, we know you won't. Because, you know, you like to be around the big celebrities and all that stuff. Your little kiki ha-ha with Marlon Wayans. I saw that shit. Yeah, I didn't for, see that. For, he was with Marlon Wayans? Yeah, Marlon Wayans, you know, acting like, you know, some older guy. It, it, it's cute. It's funny. It's fun. It's, it's great. But the reality is it's not. It's not. Yeah. You think you're doing it for the people? You're not. You're doing it for yourself. You've been like that when you was the borough president, and now you're doing that as the mayor. You've always been about yourself. Oh, and, and the NYPD, but that's another discussion. Yeah, for another day. But I'm not, I'm not letting up on this. Eric Adams, you need to see me. You're going to hear this from me at least once a month. Yeah, we're going to have a discussion. But for now, this was a good episode. It's a good way to come back. Um, I've missed you guys. I have. I've missed y'all too. It's been uh, it's been a long two months, but we are back. No, no more. You know, holes on us. We are back. So definitely check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Spotify. Check us out on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Instagram at We Ain't Them. Check us out on TikTok at We Ain't Them. I've been your host, Rob the Realist. This is my lovely co-host and my fiance, the fiance. 
Ebbs, and we will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.